0: all right Red Sox rundown episode six today uh we got Isaac Sam and Steven were not able to join us but we got a good replacement here in Brendan um so yeah I mean Sox are undefeated they don't lose I mean initial thoughts on the last few games I mean they don't lose guys guys
1: I'll go go um the last two games, I just, I love the competitiveness. Like, Chris Sale just keeps mentioning, excited about the new faces. Um, Everybody's competing for a spot. It's kind of, um, what's the word? Motivation. Like, a lot of players, they don't have a spot yet. So, you know, what they're fighting for, whether it's triple A, double A, or the majors or a bench spot.
0: Yeah, team doesn't lose. Uh, all right, so we're going to kick things off <laughs> since we haven't heard from uh, Brendan. We're gonna get his overall thoughts on the off season. Maybe the Xander stuff. Quick, quick little monologue for us over the about the off season.
2: Uh, I mean, I think it was pretty good. I mean, people are gonna like everyone's overlooking it because of like the Bogart situation. Even though he's regressing a little bit, um, I still kind of wish they got like an, like not really an ace, but solidified number two. Uh, but sales should be healthy for the majority of the season. So that's like intriguing to me, especially like given how good he was the other day. Um, I feel like story's injury kind of killed the vibe a little bit. As isaac has been saying on Twitter a lot. Uh, yeah. But like the lineup is a lot deeper now than it was last mm-hmm. year.
0: Right. I, I think so too. I think it's deeper. I think I agree with you completely. I think the story thing derailed Everyone's vibes. Yeah. I mean, at you because you had so you had, had to
2: Zander, the too.
0: Yeah, so you had Xander Xander go vibes are down. Then you get Devers, vibes are up, and then story goes down, vibes are back down. And then it days, seems it like later, as right? people are as, as the Sox are winning, it seems like mostly the vibes I've seen are up. Um, but I mean, let's get to the Turner situation. I mean, uh, first of all, did you guys watch it live?
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, so no, I actually turned the game on like literally two minutes after it happened.
0: Yeah, so I mean I saw a lot too, and I, at first glance I thought it hit his helmet. Um, it clearly didn't. Uh, you saw the blood everywhere, and That's what I the thought good too. news is no, nothing nothing fractured, which is awesome. His wife tweeted that out. Um, so Sox may have gotten away with one there. Uh, but I mean, you hate to see that. I mean, I always feel bad for the pitcher in that situation, too. Um, just all around terrible scene. Uh, But I mean, do we think he's good for opening day? I mean, I, I know I do. we talked a little before the show you that Isaac thinks he is. I mean, if he if he is, uh, we really lucked out there. So that's that's the first thing. Uh, The second thing is, I think Whitlock. So Whitlock through to through today and is expected to make his first start next week. So there's I think that's the Whitlock update. Uh what have you guys seen on Bayo? How how long do you think he's going to be
2: out? I think I just saw something like recently. I forget what what it was. I think it was um like the same report that said Whitlock was going to ramp back up. I think it said Bayo was too if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So I guess that's a good sign. Yeah.
0: If those if those starters can miss less than three starts, I think we'll be fine. And we that's have, what I uh, like
1: about having starting pitching depth. If someone gets down, there's no need to rush them, you know? Right. Yeah, so we also have, like, Hauk. I mean,
2: Hauk, I guess. What is he going to be in the rotation at this point? Or the bullpen? Uh, kind of- I, I don't know. I Cutters look
1: better than Pavetta.
0: <laughs> at this point, Hauk and Crawford will be in if Whitlock and Bay aren't ready yeah. to go. Except- yeah, and also Paxson. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. So, yeah, Paxton came out of the game the other day. um, And initially, it looked like he was going to miss like a month, but it seems like he's progressing quicker than people think. So, that's good news. Thank God. Uh, Did uh, I mean, obviously, I don't think I'm the only one who is surprised that he that happened. I mean, I think all of us expected one of them, at least one of them, to go down, and three of them have. Uh, But (laughs) good, good thing everything is everything. We have depth, and it seems like everybody is no long term injuries here. Uh, so speaking of starters, I mean, Sale looked awesome the other day. Uh, what did you guys see from him? I know the velo is up. Uh, how, excited you are? how excited are you that Chris Sale is going to be back?
1: I'll go. Um, I think yeah, he hit 96 in his first spring training start. I think that's huge. Obviously, the weather is warm. So by opening day, I, I think I'd expect half, 95 on average, which is amazing because we all seen Chris Sale when he's healthy in June and July. He's throwing 98, 99. Sometimes I've hit 100. When he's like that, he's a top five pitcher in baseball. No one can touch him. That That's a curse sale. If we get that curse sale, like I am so stoked. We are not going to lose games when he starts.
0: Yeah. It's a guy that you like when he pitches, you're like, okay, we're probably going to win this game when he's on. Yep. When it when Chris Sale sales, Chris sale, you mark that on the calendar every five days and say, okay, socks are probably going to win that game.
2: Yeah. I mean, you only have uh, to score,
0: what, two, three runs.
2: I mean, I was, like, not really shocked to see his velocity at 96, because, like, last year in his first start and, like, uh since in October, Tampa. like, flirting with, like, 97 or something. Um, yeah, by the time the season starts, I think it'll get up to, like, 97. Again, like, 97, 98. Um, but I was also surprised about Kluber. Like, was he actually ninety five, or was it like? I think it's.
0: I think it's a hot gun. I think. I think that. Because yeah. Klu- they had Kluber one hitting ninety six, and that's. I, mean, I don't.
1: Lou Marloni said there's no chance he was hitting ninety five. <laughs> yeah, and he he's at the game broadcasting it, obviously. And he yeah. was. Never I mean, really regardless,
0: alive. regardless, whatever sales actual number is, you can't deny that the fastball didn't look lively. So I don't really care what the number is because it played. Uh, My question about Sale is how many starts would he have to make for you guys to be pleased with his
1: season? 24. Yeah. I would say 20 20 plus. Uh, So on average.
0: I'd be in that range too.
1: On a 162-game season, a starter would make like. 33. What? 30. Okay. Yeah. 24. Four twenty-five. I'll gladly take that. That's twenty-five games. You can win. You can win. Um, we'll definitely probably be above five hundred when Chris Sale pitches. Hopefully, hopefully it does not get Degrom. So in that case, if he can go sixteen and a in those twenty-four starts. I'll gladly take that.
0: Yeah. So for me, it's the number is twenty-three because I he can't miss more than ten starts if this team wants to have a chance. Uh, so yeah. that's why I put it at twenty-three. I I really do think he. I know in the first episode we had i was like yeah he's he's not even gonna make like two starts but i've come around i think that he is gonna make his at least 20 starts i'm really hoping he can get up to 25 26 there um the next thing i was gonna talk about uh was tanner hauck today he threw 31 strikes and 41 pitches i thought he looked good until the homer uh but what i really liked was the change up and you know he's a guy who everyone always questions can he have can he throw three quality pitches in the big leagues and tonight all three were working so I'm I'm very confident he could start, uh, at least until you know Bayo Whitlock and Paxton come back. What did you guys see today? Uh, at a How?
1: Yeah. So I watched How. Um, the first inning he gave up. Wait, was it the first second inning? I forgot. He gave up a couple of hits. I think it was the second inning, but um, he, I mean he made Matt Olson, Austin Riley look silly. I mean that's pretty impressive because they're both elite hitters. End of the third inning, one of those base runners he allowed was because of um, unfortunately the new pitch clock rule. So it was a one-two count. He didn't go in time. It was a two-two count. And then he threw two balls after that. So that might have frustrated him. And then he threw a meatball to Kevin Pillar. But the most important thing out of that is Tanner Hawk was throwing strikes. Uh, 31 out of 41. That's what's 75%, around 75, 76%. So obviously having commanded that third pitch, which he's been looking for consistently, I think it's the most important thing to get out of that spring training start. And I have no doubt as the fifth starter, as he replaces Paxton Bay or Whitlock, he'll do the job. Just go five six innings, do your job. We'll have our bullpen.
0: Yeah, and that's what uh, the deeper bullpen helps too.
2: I wasn't able to watch all of his um, like outing, but from what I saw, it looked good. Thing is, with him, is always been like getting through the the order the third time around. And then his command, like if he, if he has, if he fixes his command issues a little bit, and he is better on the third time through the order, I think he can be like a high end. I've always thought that, really.
0: Yeah, that's why. Like, I think that you know, coming into the season, it's like, okay, we have seven starters. Well, two have to go to the pen. If everyone's healthy, that's why I think you can really use piggybacks for this twenty twenty three team. Like, how can go four, and then. I don't know. I don't know who's going to be in the pen, but let's just say Paxton was in the pen. Paxton gives you three or four, and then you save your bullpen. Um, So, the other thing on Hauk is would you guys be willing to give him an extension like right now, or do you want to wait?
1: I'd do it right now. I think this past season, it's going to be his lowest value. That's, I'm very high on Hauk. I'm a big Tanner Hauk guy. Um, I think the fan base really underrates him. So, if you can get both parties to agree on an extension, I would definitely do it now. Unless Haim or anyone else is looking to trade him, which I don't think that I I don't think that's the case. But at the same time, they're willing to listen to offers. And the fact, I mean, Haim could have traded him to the Padres for Kim plus others, but he didn't. So it shows he sees something in how.
0: Yeah, I, I think I would. I think I would give him. I you're right. Now is like the lowest value he'd be at. I'm a big buy a a low really guy.
1: Good. I've always have been. Yeah.
0: I, I think it's... I mean, I think guys like Hauk, Bayo and Cassis, I think they should all three be extended within the next 12 months. Like, by next spring training. I would love to... I would even say a
1: Verdugo. This, like, you're going to buy low on Verdugo, extend them right now, but... Here, I feel like you don't
0: need to buy low because I feel You don't. Like they, they, they want more agency, out of Verdugo. He's not going to make that much.
1: They're literally telling Verdugo, we want more out of you. You do that, we'll pay you a good contract. Like, I think they don't... Yeah. Care about paying for Dugo, but they want him to perform well, obviously because he's the return for Milky and he's supposed to be a really good hitter,
0: <laughs> right? I think you could get him at like 10 million a year. So, like, I, I do think too. that I don't think that he's a guy you really have to worry about. I think guys like Casas and Bayo, those are guys who can be yeah, high ceiling guys, league, right? <laughs> and you don't want to have another, like, I'm not saying either of these guys will make the Devers contract but you don't want to have another situation where you're having to pay hundred million dollars to players and on their walk year.
1: Yeah. The goodies about Casas, he's a first baseman. So he'll be quote unquote cheap, regardless, not cheap, but you know what I mean? But yeah, those, those two, I mean, very high ceiling, extend them while you can. Yeah. So do we think if Casas, I don't think this is
2: going to happen, but if he's named an all-star, do you think he gets his extension during the break or like around mid season or during the offseason?
0: I think it's going to be next year. I I, I would want yeah. him to next be extended, season. but I think like next All Star break is where you could see an extension for them, just because this team has never shown that they extend players in their first year. I mean, I can't think of one situation. Or they'll
1: agree mid season and then it'll start the following off season, because you know how they're they you know how they handle the tax the tax threshold situation around the deadline, and just and in think, case if we sell, I think I'm.
0: I think Haim, like, with the Xander Endeavor situation, I think that he really doesn't want to deal with that again. And you look at the Braves, and they're just such a good, like, I don't know how they're doing it, but, like, (laughs) they're such a good role model for, you know, they they always talked about how the Rays were a good role model for the shift and, like, the new age of baseball. Well, the Braves are showing you exactly how to build a team for the future. So I I would love that. Uh, Last thing on pitching, uh, unless you guys have anything else, uh, are you guys worried about John Schreiber at all? Obviously, he had a great season last year, so he probably is going to regress naturally. Um, but he hasn't looked great so far. Are you guys worried that last year was a fluke, or do you think that he'll just regress slightly and be pretty good?
1: I wouldn't say it was a fluke. Um, I do expect some regression, but in a good way. Like I, I don't think he's going to have a 4.5 ERA with bad – peripherals or bad data you know um i the only thing i am a little bit worried about is his velocity does look a tick or two below than what we saw last season for spring training i understand you know you're erratic with your command but if your velocity is not there that's what really worries me because you know with velocity it's common sense you can get away with bad pitches if you throw hard but if you're throwing 92-93 and you have a mistake pitch, they're going to take you deep in the majors. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, I mean, I'm not really too worried yet because it's still early. But, I mean, if he gets his velocity up just a little bit, then we'll be fine. But, like, sh- um, last year, like, during his Linsanity run, he, like, was overused. So, I don't know if that really has an effect on him right now because I feel like it did with Barnes when he was overused in 2021. 20- um, I I don't I mean I don't think he'll be like over a three five year. Right? I think he'll be between like a three fifteen to three five, three point five. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I think that's and fair. I
0: think the thing about Schreiber this year, you mentioned that he was overused last year. I don't know yeah. if this will help or hurt him. I mean, logically, most guys this would help. But the fact that you have a ninth inning guy in Jansen, you brought in Martin who could pitch the eighth, you got in Rodriguez. The bullpen's deeper. You don't have to use him every day. You don't have to use him in the highest leverage. Now, he may thrive on those situations, and it may end up hurting him, but logically, it's probably going to help him in the long run that he has help this year in the pen, which he didn't have last year. Uh, I mean, yeah, the...
2: last, year, last year, it was um, really him and Whitlock, the only two reliable guys yeah. in the bullpen.
0: Yeah, and then when Whitlock went down, it was just him. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, that, I mean, that's why we're talking about at the beginning of the offseason, that's that's where I applaud them the most. Uh let's let's talk about the lineup. So uh Yoshida's not leading off. We've talked about this a lot. Um, we all thought he was going to. Uh story not being in the lineup really makes everything confusing. You're gonna have a double lefty situation in the lineup somewhere. Um, I think all of us agree that we think Kike is going to lead off, but I don't know if any of us want that. Um, So one by one, let's just give our ideal lineups here. Um, If you guys, uh, does anybody want to go first? Your ideal lineup, not what you think, but what you want.
1: I can go first.
0: All right, do it in like threes, like one, two, so like it's easier to understand.
1: Okay, leading off (laughs) Tristan Casas. Can I do righty lefty?
0: You can do whatever you want. No.
1: Okay, so against righties. Tristan Casas is your lead off hitter. Number two, Rafael Devers. Number three, Justin Turner. Number four, Mas- Masataka Yoshida. Number five, Alex Verdugo. Number six, I'd go Christian Arroyo. Wait, wait, no, 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 I messed up. Oh, my God. I first, Wait, no, no, you're good. Number seven, I'd go... What am I missing? I go to I I'd, I'd go Christian Arroyo, uh, number eight. I'd go Kike, and then number nine. I'd go to McGuire. Now against lefties, this is where it gets tough. Lead off, I probably have to go Kike or Rob Snyder. Hitting second, um, whew.
0: You're not going Devers back again? <sighs> I
1: don't think so. That's hard. Actually, no, I'd go Devers, yeah. Third, I'd go Turner. Fourth, um, Yoshida. Okay. Fifth, I'd go Duvall. Sixth, I'd go probably Casas if he's struggling or not playing in Dalbeck. Seventh, I'd go Verdugo. Eighth, Arroyo. Ninth, ninth Maguire, or Afaro, or Wong. Right. So and that's so, my ideal lineup.
0: Okay, so for me, I'm going... So here, let me just explain. So I don't want Kike in the leadoff spot. It's nothing against Kike. I don't think he gets on base enough to be your leadoff hitter, especially in front of Devers. When Kike is the leadoff hitter, Rafael Devers is going to hit with the bases empty a lot. He doesn't get on base. So in my mind... Obviously, I want Yoshida there, but that's not going to happen. So I would try for the first week, Arroyo in the leadoff spot. And if it doesn't work, then I would try Casas. I don't think they will try Casas, but I would go Arroyo, Devers, Turner as my one, two, three, four, five, six, Yoshida, Deval, Casas, and then seven, eight, nine, Verdugo, Kike, Maguire. That would be my ideal lineup on opening day. What do you got, Brendan?
2: I've got Kike at one. Uh, two Devers, three Yoshida, four Duval, five Casas, six Turner, uh, seven Arroyo, eight McGuire, and nine DuGo. I would say for DuGo at nine because it's like another leadoff spot, if you will.
0: I think the interesting, interesting thing about what you just said, I would very... I have done
2: the DuGo at one, but that's like the top three is all lefties.
0: Well, and also they all they already said that Turner is hitting after Devers. So that's why like I just kind of implemented oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Um but I wouldn't mind that actually. Except if you're going to do that, I feel like you just hit Yoshida in front of Devers anyways and one two. Yeah. Um so I really don't I mean if I had it my way, I would I would hit Yoshida lead off and I would hit Turner second and uh, Devers third, but that's not going to happen. Um so, I mean, I think what they'll really do is what? Kike, Devers, uh, Turner, Yoshida, Deval, Casas, Verdugo, Arroyo Maguire. That's probably what they're going to
2: do, right? Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, Next segment here. This is an interesting question, and I'll give you time to think about it by starting. But if you could add any player from the following positions from any other team to this team, who would it be? Now, the positions are just your outfielder, infielder, catcher, starting pitcher and relief pitcher. So those five spots. Um so for me, I would go Trout in the outfield. I think you just have to. Uh, I love Mike Trout, great player, obviously best player in the league in my opinion still. Uh infielder, i would go Jose Ramirez. I love that he's a switch hitter. I don't think he's the best infielder, but I just that's who I would want on the team. Um at catcher I go Real Muto. and starting pitcher I go Sandy Alcantara or however the hell you say that guy's name. Um and then relief pitcher I go Emmanuel Clase. Um, So, what's your five guys on those positions?
1: So, outfield, I'd actually go Julio Rodriguez. He's a big time pole hitter. Um, I think he's going to win an MVP or two in his career. I love that guy. Uh, Infielder, I love Carlos Correa. I don't think he's the best. So, I'd go ahead and just probably say Nolan Arenado. Um, Amazing baseball player, future Hall of Famer. Where would
0: you, if Nolan's on the team, where do you put Devers? DH?
1: Ah, I put Nolan at shortstop.
0: <laughs> what? I don't. Know, you can't move Nolan away from third. He's too good there. Hey, you he's said Jose been...
1: Ramirez. He's, he's yeah. I put, put him at
0: second. I put him at
1: second.
0: You think he's you think Nolan
1: third. Arado cannot play shortstop? I think he can.
0: I feel like he's. I don't know if he's like fast. I know he's quick, but like, is he too big to play short? I don't know. I'll just decide.
1: Is... I'll probably just go. Um, actually, let me go. Trey Turner. For, I completely forgot about him. I think he'd be my dream infielder. That guy's a 5 tool player. He does everything. Catcher, probably JT Riamuto. Starting pitcher, Sandy Alcantara, or probably – I want to say the Grom, but he's always hurt. That's the problem. Actually, let me, let me go Shohei. That's cheating. I'll go Shohei as starting pitcher. No, no, just just that pitching. I'll yeah, take Shohei. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He can't hit. It. He can't hit
1: it. <laughs> and then for reliever, uh, I'll take Classe. All
0: right, Brendan, you got your five.
2: Yeah. Um, for infielder, I would either do Lindor or Machado, because Machado. I mean, they're like the two best infielders in the league right now. Um, outfielder, I'd go with J. Rod. He's electric. Catcher, I'd go with Adley. Um, starting pitcher, Sandy, definitely because he's the Cy Young. Um, reliever, definitely Edwin Diaz. Yes.
0: I think the thing I love about Sandy is that he throws so many complete games. And by the way, we got a little taste of that last year. We have, did we have three or four complete games last year? That's awesome. I love complete games. I think uh, Waka had one and Pavetta have one. And didn't Navaldi yeah. have one too?
2: I think did Waka have a one hitter? Yeah, I guess it the was Angels. the one
0: in, yeah, yeah, that was like the. When the season was going good,
1: yeah, Yeah. June, (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah, good times, man. Uh, Let's get some some listener questions real quick. Uh, I love this one. Who is your least favorite MLB player? Who wants to start? I mean, I I have have my. I'll I'll start a couple in mind. So for me, it's not even close (laughs) at all. I hate this man, and it really started. I can't remember if it was Dahlback or Cordero. Who this guy just went off on for? No oh. reason, he it was cool but Alec Manoa sucks, <laughs> dude. Like I hate that guy. First of all, like I get that you're really good, but like man, you're annoying on the mound. I hate Alec Manoa. I think I always will. I and it's just that Blue Jays mentality over the last five six years. Where you, you have Batista and Donaldson and Encarnacion, who everybody hated, and then now you got Vlad and Bichette and all all these. You know, I used to like Vlad too, and Manoa, and these guys just suck, man. So I'm Alec Manoa, not even close. I do not like you. If you ever want to come on the podcast, DM me, bro.
1: So for me, um, Alexander Bogart. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, that's uh, that's an easy one. Though. It's 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 that's- Garrett Cole. Cole. Um, I just think he's a baby. I think he's soft. Every time we light him up, it makes me happy. He's a great pitcher, but I, I just cannot stand him. But the he thing about seems... that
0: pick is, like, I love that we get to hate him. Like, having him to hate is so much fun that it actually makes me kind of like him.
1: You know what Fenway I mean? Park like, is, like, his nemesis.
0: <laughs> right. It, it's, it's got to the point where it's like, okay, every other fan base fears him when he's on the mound. And when he's on the mound for us, it's like – uh. That feeling in, like, 2018 when you're going against any Baltimore pitcher, that's what Garrett Cole feels like when the Red Sox face him.
2: Exactly. Um, I don't really think I actually have, a like, a player that I like the least. Um, I, It used to be Machado because of, like, the Pedroia thing, and he just used to generally be a dirty player.
0: You're telling me uh, nobody in the league bothers you?
2: No, there are people that bother me. I just... Don't think I've never thought of this question before, so I don't think there's anyone that I like really hate the most. I guess I'm just a hate person. I would say Machado is still kind of on the list, not really, a little bit. Um, Manoa and Cole are up there. I think Donaldson's up there too. Um, Definitely Chapman.
0: That's another thing. Like with Isaac, with the Garrett Cole thing, is like he's another guy who like I enjoy the Red Sox facing because he would just walk like nine guys and they'd win.
2: But the thing with Cole is like he's like I feel like he's only really dislikable to our fan base because I know he has a really like he's a really good person off the field. He's just kind of like a baby, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, he's just whiny. Nobody likes a whiny out athlete.
2: Yeah. Um he's easy to make fun of too. Yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) Uh the next one is who's gonna hit the first home run of the season for the Red Sox now. I answered this question before this the Justin Turner thing happened, but I said Justin Turner on opening day. Um, I'm going to still go with that and pray that he's ready for opening day. Uh, and Justin Turner revenge season. The dude's going to hit 100 home runs now. Just watch.
1: Okay, let me ask. Who is going to be the opening day starter for the Orioles? Who do you think?
0: Uh, Irvin. Cole Irvin. Oh. Well, mean, mean still has uh he's still recovering from yeah, Tommy John, so right. is, it would be uh I think it'd be uh, Kyle Gibson.
1: They...
0: Yeah, yeah. Which he sucks too. So
1: I, I, I I'd I probably have to go guess it's gonna be Kyle Gibson in that case. I'm gonna go Casas I, I think he omers opening day against yeah. him. I, I think that's a really good matchup. Um he pound strikes and Casas does take advantage of mistakes. Big pitches. So when that Kyle opportunity Gibson's comes, gonna, boom.
0: Kyle Gibson's going to throw a perfect game.
1: If he does, I'm going to like kill myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if Kyle Gibson throws a perfect game, we will end this podcast. If he throws a, <laughs> if he throws a perfect game on opening day, this podcast is deleted.
2: <laughs> yep. All right. So I know Devers hit it last year. Uh, hmm.
0: Alberto Mondesi.
2: I I was gonna say Duval, but no, I don't think so. I would say Yoshida honestly. I think okay. that would be electric if he does that on opening that day. That would be electric.
0: He just had. I think he has a lot of pressure on him because of like. Yeah. He hasn't played one game in the MLB, and like so many of us expect him to be like the it's second. It's the fact guy. he's
1: replacing Alexander in terms of offensive production. Right, but the
0: way I look at it is like Yoshida. DeVault, Turner are replacing J D and Xander, so those three guys are yeah. replacing the two guys. That's how I see. It.
1: Yeah, which I do think is like, definitely
2: also, replaceable. He also really is a crucial like player. Like when you look at the lineup, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, everybody's Adams? crucial
0: because of like the lack of superstars. Yeah, Devers team. is
1: gonna need help if we're gonna you know make the playoffs.
0: <laughs> if Devers goes down, um, I, this team's screwed.
1: I agree.
2: <laughs> I honestly. Don't hate the idea of thinking Verdugo would be the first.
0: Yeah, and we talked about it on the first episode. When Alex Verdugo hits a home run, dude, they are bombs. Like they are so fun to yeah, watch. His swing
2: is so smooth. Yeah,
0: yeah, he he definitely has that really nice left-handed swing. Uh, the next one is with all the added speed. Will the Boston Red Sox finish fifth in stolen bases or top five? I don't think they'll come close.
1: No. No,
0: sorry to this listener. I don't think they have a chance. No, Ma- if they did, they had to be an everyday mod- player, for yeah. That, to be a consideration, yeah. And with story out, like who else is going to steal? I mean, we don't have Vasquez to steal 30 bags for us, so <laughs> the only option is is Monsey. Yeah, does Yoshida steal any bags?
1: I mean, he's like a average um, speed, like slightly above average. You'll probably see like six, seven stolen bases from him. All right. Wait, so who
2: do you think wins this uh, outfield job? Duran or um, Mondesi? Where, mean wait, Tapia? who's the other? Tapia? Tapia, yeah. Uh, I think Tapia. I
0: think, think Duran, but I want it to be Tapia. And that's the fifth spot, because Ref Snyder will be the four. And what Ref Snyder made a sliding play the other day, I really like – I like Ref Snyder. I know we talked about it. But I, I, I think he's a perfect fourth outfielder, and – if it's you listen to this podcast, you know how I feel about Jared Duran. I don't want him near the Red Sox.
1: I think it'll be Topia it because um, they want Duran to get every day at-bats. So if Tapia's good enough for the bench roll, I, I hey, just think and, they'll, and how they'll how send Duran down.
0: Fa- look good, man.
1: Yeah, I with like Wong Herd, I, I think it's like there's no way he, he loses that job for wire yeah,
0: yeah. he, he He's raking. Listen, if he continues to hit, I wouldn't mind him splitting time with mcguire there i mean this team's gonna need that that bat. if he's gonna be if he's gonna be mashing i have no problem with him getting every day at bats same uh the next question is uh how much can you really take away from the success we've had so far in the spring i don't think uh, we talked about this earlier you know we love to like, if somebody's doing really good in spring training, we love to be like, oh my God, like, he's going to be awesome. Yeah. This season. Or if somebody's doing bad, you're going to be like, oh, this guy's going to suck. Like, for instance, everyone's like, oh, Jaron Durant. No, Jaron Durant's going to be the same Jaron Durant. Same thing with Bob. Uh, Schreiber, yeah, he's been, hasn't been great, but he's going to be a good pitcher in the regular season. So I think it's awesome that they are like undefeated after like 12 games. It's fun. It's better than the alternative of losing. Um, But I don't really think you can take much away in terms of win losses. Uh, What's your take on that?
1: So when it comes to spring training, I mean it's obviously good to see like the MLB players perform. It's exciting to see the new faces perform, especially. But the main thing I always get out of it is really just the prospects and you know the Double A, Triple A guys that might seeing the injured guys too. Yeah, I don't want anyone getting injured. That's the most important thing. No, I
0: just mean like I mean like people who are coming off of injuries. I think that's the other. Oh yeah,
1: that matters too for sure. But I mean. Like the most intriguing guys in my opinion have been Brian Mata, uh, Walter, Cutter Crawford, um, who are others? Like Duran, Alfaro. Like those guys, I want to see, you know, do good in spring and give me some hope. Definitely Brian Mata. I mean, I think if he went in the MLB right now and was a reliever, I think he'd be a really good one.
0: And, hey, listen, if guys keep getting hurt, who knows? He made he Matt Olson look silly.
1: And Matt Olson's like, the hottest player on the planet right now.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I uh, see this more as, like, a player breakdown kind of question because it's, like, it's such a big mix of, um, like, minor leaguers and, like, the actual team itself every day. Yeah. Um, but for one thing I will say I don't I'm not falling for Dalbeck's thing again like this happens every year with him. Right. Um I'm not really sure if I buy Duran just yet cuz like he's always torn it up in the minors but never really translated it to the major league level and regular season games. So I'll wait and see with those two. But um I'm really excited about Valdez too. Yeah, me too.
0: I think the thing you mentioned um, like so Duran I'll never believe in his defensive like ability. I'm not ready to give up on the bat yet. I agree. But because he cannot play center field and they're not going to play him in the infield, I don't think he has a spot on this team. I think he should go learn to play second base for the A's or something. Because I think he has offensive upside. He's really fast. But when you can't catch a fly ball or take routes... That's a problem, especially at Fenway. He cannot take correct routes to baseballs, and it's not like that. I hate him personally, but I just think that when you can't do that, and that's the position that you have to play, I think that's. I I don't want to lose games on bad route reads. That's I can't deal with that. So that's my thing on Duran.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I I do think Duran's bat is very promising. His speed's very promising. I have no doubt he'll be a good hitter one day. But when you're going to cost your pitching staff, your team, a lot of runs that, unfortunately, in the game of baseball, you're not going to make up because three or four runs can happen just like that. It throws away the entire team's momentum, confidence. You get my point. It's just that's going to lose the Red Sox a couple games that, unfortunately, with this new wild card thing, you cannot lose those games. And the AL is very competitive this year. Right. And
0: they um, already have enough with, trouble yeah. against the sun. They don't need Duran too.
2: With the um outfield depth they have, I think Duran would be a really good trade piece. Um, because even if like his routes like end up just becoming average, he can be like really good because of his speed and athleticism. Um, he's a good base runner. I'm not really sure how I feel about his bat still at this point. Um. Although, I think I would feel different
0: about- if he was younger. Like if he was like 21 or 22, yeah, like I would be like, "Oh, he's now, got right? time. He's got time to learn his routes." But at this point, like if he was gonna learn his routes, yeah. wouldn't he have done that by now? I mean, he's had so much time with the development and all the coaches. Like, is he just one day gonna naturally learn how to run routes? Like, I, that's why I think that if he was still 22, a prospect, I would be really high on. That's just my thing on
2: Durant. I don't know.
0: I don't know if he makes the team. I mean, do you guys think he makes the team? We, Or do you think it's Tapia? Uh,
2: I don't know right now. I, I think,
0: I think that's that be if, Tapia, to if Tapia wasn't hitting, I mean, I guess it would obviously be Dur- Duran. But I don't know. That's why I think that goes back to the question, how much can you really take away from success in spring? I mean, I don't – I'm not sure. I mean, they just had
2: so much downfield depth. So I think someone's going to get moved, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that would have happened already, but still,
1: it's possible.
0: Well, and the only one that can get moved that makes sense is Duran because what you're not going to yep. trade Tapia, you're not going to trade Ref Snyder. I mean, unless you wanted to trade Verdugo. I mean, uh, we we've, ta- we've listened to it, but we we've seen that it has been out there. But I don't think they'll do that either. Uh, last question. Um, what team do you guys enjoy watching the Red Sox play the most? So uh, it could be for any reason, uh, whether it's like the ballpark or the competition or anything like that. Uh, for me, it is the I'll say the West Coast teams in general, uh, because I love the late night games. Um, Speaking of that, I'm getting ready to go watch the WBC and cheer on Xander Bogard. So I know all you Xander Bogard's <laughs> haters will, if he strikes out, be posting clips that. Oh, what a great move. We didn't sign him. They yeah, you'll see some for the of those. Altuve extension. Oh, he's batting 111. Well, screw you guys. I'll always love X and another wasted jersey. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, Seattle, uh, the angels, uh, the A's, I love those games, uh, being from Texas, it's not as late as you guys have to deal with in the East coast. Um, so yeah, that's my answer.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm the opposite. I cannot stand watching those uh, West coast games. I think it throws off the team. They'll go through hitting stretches where they just cannot score runs um i mean other than seattle that's the only place i like to watch them play to be honest in the al but overall it's got, it's got to be the yankees um it gets me hyped up during the day um it just feels great beating them and there'll be like four to six games in the regular season against the yankees no matter how like good or bad those teams are you're going to get just some amazing games where it's a one-run game in the ninth or it goes to extras you know
0: yeah, like the down situation last year, even though the Red Sox weren't. Yeah, you got that. go walk
1: off. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, for me, I would say it's probably the Yankees. Um, it's because I'm like from New York, so it just makes me a little extra happy to see us like beat them because everyone around me is like Mets Yankees. Um, and it's the rivalry. Like, I'm just, it's just electric. I love watching those games. I always plan my days around them. Um, and then I have another answer. It's this is an interesting one because we never really play them, but it's the Mets. Um, I live 20 minutes from Citi Field, so I went to that series in 2021. I'm going With, to the Fenway. I remember Vasquez
0: got that double off the Grom. Is that the one you're talking about?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was the Grom. Okay. Um, I'm going to Fenway for the series this summer Um, because my like a bunch of my friends are Mets fans, so it's pretty cool because we never really play them. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I will say that's a phenomenal role by the MLB to get every team to play every team. It's good for uh, marketing. Uh, it exposes all the local fans to all the MLB talent. Some of the people who... I know a lot of fans, uh, mainly older people, who only watch their team's games, and they don't know the players around the league. So the fact that everybody's playing everybody, I think, is perfect for the game. Um, of note, uh, the I would, my answer is New York, too, but I didn't want to be... I didn't want to be boring, so I went with my other answer, not to call you guys. Can yeah, we do
1: least favorite? Because least favorite that's my obvious one. I think it's, it's got to be the trop. Oh, easily the rays. It's the yeah, the trop. The rays so bad, so garbage. Yeah, everything just always happens like horribly to the away team. It's just like some voodoo magic that helps the rays at the trop.
0: Also, um, I hate playing the Astros because uh in texas they block out the mlb tv so i can only watch on the astros like announcers and they suck yes i agree that's
1: why that's why i have to stream some like a legal website to watch them play it yeah
0: i have direct (laughs) stream and i have their like i have their like sports net or whatever it's called but those guys suck and so no they're horrible uh my fun. oh it uh, Brendan, to go for your least favorite,
2: yeah. I, I'm, I was also going to say the Rays because, like, it's like they always find a way to win with the most mediocre lineup. So, <laughs> when we play them, it's like really weird. Like, I you think they'll win, but the chances are always lower. Plus, I don't like playing like the tropics, so it sucks. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I do want to get your take
0: on because, like, personally, I don't think the Rays are going to be that good this year, and I know like Isaac disagrees. I, I want say to get that your every take, year. I want to get your take on like just quickly run through the AL East division standings in your mind. What do you think the order is going to be?
2: You want records too? If you want. Yeah. Um okay, I actually wrote this down like a while ago. You can find it.
0: Why he's why he's looking for that? I just wanted to point out that this is the first year that there will only be one active player for the 2013 World Series team. Uh, with Brandon Workman retiring, Xander Bogarts is the last man standing from that team. Isn't that crazy? I mean, how how is that possible? I mean, I know Middlebrooks is in the booth, so he's still involved, but only one left.
2: Yeah, I, I can't find it. Um, go go off the game. I think I had first was the Blue Jays. They won ninety two games. I think I had. I think I had the Yankees in second. Um, with like eighty nine to ninety wins. Wait, so you Red think South. you
0: think that the Blue Jays are going to win with ninety two? Is that what you said? Yeah. So you don't Cutter you don't think anybody up. in this division is going to be that good?
2: No, I, I I've always thought for the whole like offseason that it's not going to be like as good as people. You think really everybody's going to be
0: kind of like mushed to the middle since like they beat up on each other?
2: Yeah, except the Orioles. I can see that.
0: I I can see um, that too. Yeah.
2: Even though it is less games this year. I had Austin third, I think, with like eight and seven-ish wins. Um, Then I had the Raisin fourth with about 85 wins. And then the Orioles, like around 77 wins. Maybe a little less.
0: So if that happens, that would imply that the Red Sox would have a chance at first place with about one and a half weeks remaining. That would be nuts. Like let's let's hope that I, I, uh, I have the same order but different win totals I have the Jays winning like 95 96 yeah, I just games. think the Jays
2: are just too overrated yeah
0: and then I have I like I have them at like 95 96 and then I have the Yankees like right behind and then I have a drop off with the Red Sox at like 86 wins which is gonna be like seven behind the Yankees and then I have the Rays at like 80 84 which is right behind the Sox and then I have I agree with you I think the Orioles will win like 76 games
1: I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I apologize for switching my predictions. You know, I'm. Gonna, I think Toronto wins the AL East this year. Um, I just look God, at the lineup hold today.
0: On, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I remember when I put Toronto in first. All of you guys disagreed <laughs> with me.
1: No, no, what no. Is no. You said they're making the World Series. That's when I disagree <laughs> with you. <laughs> okay. That's, that's when fair. I disagree with you. That's fair. Okay, so. I'm gonna change it to the Blue Jays. Originally I had the Yankees. Um Montes went down. Isn't he missing the whole season?
0: I think so. Yeah,
1: I think uh yeah. obviously it's overreaction. Um Rodon just kind of looks bad right now. His velocity looks a little bit slower, but again, we'll see what happens in the regular season. Here's the thing their lineup five through nine sucks. Like I am yeah, so being reasonable right. here. It's like it's like it's LeMayhew, Judge Stanton Rizzo, I They're actually like, like Oswal- I like We're all
2: in their, like mid 30s now,
1: like Stanton, uh, Rizzo, DJ, yeah. I like swallow, Cabrera, believe it or not. Um, like they can regress at any point now. The only way I see them honestly winning the division is like Anthony Volpe, like stands out, and they get like a bounce back here from Donaldson, but like there's no way Judge does what he did last season. You got to factor that in. He gave them, like, what, 10, 11 more wins than they should have had. There's 11, yeah. I, I just think the Blue Jays' offense is too stacked. Uh, Apparently, Kikuchi's really good in the bullpen. I mean, the rotation top to bottom is pretty good.
0: They have so no I, I weakness this the year- except for – Lack of left-handed hitting. I mean, they brought in Brandon Bell. No, Dolan, oh.
1: Va- Dolan Varsho is a really good player. You're gonna see. Oh, that.
0: I compl- I forgot that they they got him. Yeah. And the, and their like, outfield defense. Oh their outfield God. defense
1: is insane.
0: What is it? Springer, Kiermaier, and, and Varsho. That that's yeah. by far the
1: best outfield oh, defense in baseball. Yeah.
0: It's gonna suck. You know, to a for, like,
1: yeah, and they they shorten their stadium. Like their offense is going to be crazy. The yeah. worst hitter I think is Kevin Kiermaier. <laughs> like
0: Well, and he I, had that annoying home run off of us last I, year. I'd take that any day.
1: If, if my worst hitter is Kevin Kiermaier, like I'd be confident in my team, I'll be honest.
0: <laughs> who's who's the Red Sox worst hitter on the nine nine lineup? McGuire?
1: See, I don't know. Uh, it's, or TK. It's, I don't
2: honestly well, probably is
1: McGuire, but like he, he obviously allowed- Last year, he was not the worst hitter it was raking. Um,
0: well, and think about it. If is there, it's probably Kike. Now, not to compare the star power from Toronto to Boston. Toronto has more star power, but it does go to show you how deep the Red Sox lineup is in terms of there's not really easy outs. I'd say when Kike is going bad, he's like the easy out on the team if anybody's an easy out. Uh, but that's what I love about our lineup.
1: It could possibly be honestly Duvall if he doesn't, you know, that's true. Get expectations because he's gonna be like for him to be good in our standards, he needs to hit home runs. I think that
0: the guy that hits
1: grand slams when he's up to bat,
0: (laughs) and people like he's just such a Hunter Renfro type like narrative that we all got in our heads, and I think that if he doesn't hit thirty home runs, we're all gonna. I think if Renfro spoiled us in that way. I take Renfro over
1: him as a hitter. Renfro's a better hitter than him.
0: Yeah, so. I just mean like you can, you can kind of compare him. Yeah, like stuff. you're gonna need to he hit, hit 38 home runs that year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys it have anything Renfro else went. before we wrap it up?
2: Renfro just disappeared in that postseason though. Like he did. automatically Yeah, he did.
0: Yeah, I remember I was at the Trop for a game too, and everybody was raking except for Renfro, and it was very obvious. And you know, I had the whole story about like him packing up or I don't know. I don't want to read too much into that, but
2: um, so if Turner misses some time to start the season, do we think Valdez replaces him at DH?
0: I don't think so. I don't think, no. think
1: it's good to start him. You'll see I, a I lot of mind it. You'll see a lot of Tampa Bay Rays type lineups, which they just they'll just play matchups with anyone they have.
0: Yeah, you could see Alfaro DHing. Uh That's you straight, could yeah. see Rev Snyder. Uh, in the outfield and Yoshida DHing. I think you're going to see a lot of that. I think they'll use the DH as like a off day if that happens. I'm really hoping that nobody else misses Opening Day. I'm praying that like so to rewind it, we think it's going to be Bayo is ready and then Whitlock, Paxson aren't.
2: I think Whitlock might be ready. There's a chance at
1: least. Um, yeah. I think Bayo will be ready. I don't think Whitlock will. I don't think Paxton will. That's my guess. We know
0: well, we know Paxton won't. But um, I just don't know if
1: Bale's gonna get sent down or is he gonna start the rotation? I don't know that.
0: I think I can't I don't think they can send him down. Like I with I, that Paxton, so mad.
1: I, I mean the thing is that I mean they like Hauk. They like Cutter. They like I, I know a lot Loveta of people don't agree innings. with this.
0: I know a lot of people don't agree with this, but I would not be surprised to see Hauk and Whitlock in the pin when all seven are healthy.
1: I, I've also said that, but I think they're gonna get Whitlock as a starter no matter what.
0: But okay, so if those are the seven, that means Bayo has to get sent down. Who else is going to the pen?
1: And that's what that's what I think. And I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's the wrong move. There are things he needs to work on that the fan base doesn't really understand. Like third time through the order, he struggles against lefties. He's not as good. Um, when he's you know in trouble, he, his his commands very erratic. You know stuff like that needs to. You're work right,
0: on. but like he also wouldn't be the worst starter on the team, and for that reason. Oh no, God no, no. Like, he'll he's give not going to be a really high floor.
1: He's yeah. not like I. I take every. I take him over Pavetta any day.
0: <laughs> if you if you want to make the playoffs, Bayo should not be missing starts. Especially, uh, yeah, I, I agree if, with you. Yeah, but guys, it's
1: for yeah. more of his development, which that's what I like about the front office. They care about the development and. Just to treat the players right and not rush them to like, oh, we have to make the playoffs. Let's put you out there against the Blue Jays, game one. You know. Yeah.
0: So right now, is it so? Sales your opening day starter, and then not to do an order, but like the other guys are Kluber, Houck, uh, Pavetta, Crawford. Right now, if if Bayo doesn't make the opening day roster, that's oh, like,
1: solid your for, like temporary. Yeah, I think Kluber gets the second game. And that's say that's
0: solid, and it, it's really solid if you get Whitlock, Bayo, and Paxa back.
2: To make it a little bit more of a cushion, the uh, first like nine or ten games are against like last place teams.
0: For sure. And that's what I I've been saying for so long.
2: Last year, but...
0: When we, as a yeah. podcast, we all think that they're overrated.
2: Yeah, well, because they also didn't add anything either. The rest yeah, the I think they did. got
0: worse. I think they got worse. They lost Jorge exactly. Lopez and they lost Mancini at the deadline. Hey John, so I mean, think- with the roster
1: construction? Obviously, like you, you have five starters and you can put Willock in the bullpen. But like I was saying, they want like they want to develop Whitlock as a starter. So in the long run, when the Red Sox are a better team, he's already he's a developed starter like Christian Javier, Ranger Suarez. All those guys were previously multi inning. Relievers and now they're really good pitchers or really good starters. You know, that's yeah, what I. Another, that's my mindset.
0: Another thing that we didn't mention is the Orioles did add Franchi, so watch out. You know oh, he's going to hit a bomb off of us. You know, oh he's going to hit a bomb off of us in that. Franchi. Oh yeah,
1: it's so happening. First, first. It's, it's going to be like game. a
0: three-run shot. We're going to be we're going to be up by one in the eighth, and they're going to pinch <laughs> hit. They're going to pinch hit, and they're gonna, Cora's going to put Brazier in for some reason, and is going to is going to hit one like nine hundred feet
1: it's going to be Brazier watch, watch it even be Kenley Jansen. If it's well, Jansen, that, oh my that God. would be
0: just the reaction on Twitter. would be so funny. Uh, Last thing here. So we, you mentioned it nine games against last place teams. What do you think their record will be after those first three series? And what do you think it needs to be for me? I think you have to win six games. If you, if you go like four and five against those bad teams, it, the confidence is going to be so down among the fan base. I mean, these are teams you got to beat to start the year. I, if you lose the Orioles series, five, but you either you got to sweep at least one of these three easy series. You're playing the Tigers and the Pirates.
1: Okay. Um, I'll just go at five and four. Um, the thing about April baseball, it's very, very unpredictable. Teams aren't at their full potential. I mean, the Braves literally do this every year. They'll start April and May at 500, and then once June hits, they'll start winning like 80% of their games so I would go five and four I want to go six and three that's what I think um hmm
2: I would say they win six to seven games I mean they also have Tampa right after that stretch too with, so the, like that's oh, not God. really a big challenge either
0: well well you say that and like I agree with you I don't think Tampa's all that yeah.
1: and they I lost lost now
0: and everything but Regardless if Tampa is good or not. First of all, is it at the drop?
2: Yeah, it is. Regardless
0: (laughs) regardless if Tampa is good or not, the Red Sox will not play them well this year, and they will probably lose three of those games. I will say they did. I remember in 2021, they did sweep them early on, and they did end the 22 season sweeping them. Uh, Another team I really, really need the Red Sox to improve. They can't lose... 12 of the, the 13 games of the Blue Jays. No. Last year they lost like what 17 games? Just incredible. Like they, they went
1: three and sixteen versus the Blue Jays. They and they won, won they won the first game too, by the way. Listen, <laughs> they don't
0: have to win the season series, but they need to win five, six, seven games. Go like
1: five f- five and eight or six and seven. I'll take that. Yeah.
0: Cause you saw it. Look at the splits. They weren't that bad against the other teams. They just sucked against the Jays, the Rays, and the Yankees. And the Orioles, play better in, against your own division. Yeah, the Jays are not easy to beat, but
2: we don't, don't have to play lose them as two as well out of three. Well.
0: Right, that's what we're saying is, like, win five, six of those 13 games. You cannot go two and 11. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Um, the April schedule is really, like, as a whole, not bad at all. It's just May is where it really becomes a challenge. It's uh, Blue Jays, Phillies, Braves, Cardinals, Mariners, Oh, that's rough. And the Angels, who have...
1: I think they're going to be actually pretty is, good this season. Is that May? See, but the yeah. Red Sox always do good in league games. I don't know what it is. They just always they, play well. They on do,
0: but with his, Brendan's point there, that makes April even more important. We already yeah, talked right, about, yeah. like, to make the fans and, like, the vibes comfortable. If you have, like, a 500 April and then have that schedule, your season screwed, right? You need to. You don't have to be perfect in April, but you need to have like a. Not even. I won't even go out and say six hundred winning percentage because that's just a lot. But you have to be over five hundred in April with that May schedule, or your season's yeah. not looking good. You don't want the vibes to get down that early.
1: At least just stay afloat until like. And we need a, we back. need like Paxton Whitlock, Bay, all healthy by May.
0: The key is the key is yeah, keep the rotation healthy, and when Story gets back. Just go. But okay, in order yeah. to have a chance, for you, you have to give your team a chance for when Story gets back. If you have a bad April and then you don't play well against those good teams in May, who cares if Story's coming back? You already lost. You know? Exactly. Let's be positive. Who knows? Uh, anything else you guys want to touch on? Not for me. I'm good. Isaac? All right. Uh, we'll probably record one more time before the opening day episode. I think we're gonna record a couple of days before opening day, just to give a little uh prediction episode, uh, and then we'll do uh, one after every series. Uh, go watch the WBC and root for Xander. See ya.